From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Hey, welcome into it's the Bulldogs Extra Podcast. Mark Weiser with Ryan Dennis of the Athens Banner Herald. And this is your national championship winning podcast. Look, we're going to attach ourselves to the Georgia Bulldogs. This is where you go for all your all your talk of yeah. the national champion Georgia Bulldogs. Absolutely. Golly, it feels different, doesn't it? Not, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with that uh, 12-hour drive I made yesterday, but everything just feels uh, a little different around, around Athens today. And uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of hype. I mean, man, what what was this like 41 years ago? I don't know. I don't know. You know, Ryan made his own travel arrangements. He chose to do a 12-hour drive. I was on a hour and 20-minute flight back yeah, from Indianapolis yeah, yeah. with a plane full of uh, Georgia Bulldog fans and some other media media types. Did you hop up on the front uh, phone thing and start calling dogs and stuff? Uh, I can't really confirm or deny anything. You'll have to check with the uh, <laughs> airport security. You and Traley Hell up front, uh, you know, watch that coming down the tracks and all that stuff? There was, I think everybody in there, actually, no, I can't say everybody in there was in, in Georgia colors. There were uh, a smattering of uh, Alabama fans in there as well. And uh, truthfully, as I walked down, my seat was all the way in the back of the plane. Uh, a lot of smiles, a, a lot of, uh, you could just tell people. Even uh, from the Alabama people, fans? People were glowing. And then the Alabama fans looked very glum <laughs> and uh, dejected. So. Uh, yeah, I stopped in a, I think we stopped in a uh, local uh, favorite, oh, I'll call it Zaxby's, uh, to eat lunch yesterday on, on our ride down. And uh, there was one. One Alabama fan sitting alone by himself, and you know, I almost walked up and said, "Hey, uh, you know, that's nice of y'all to give Georgia one finally." But I didn't. I just let him eat in his uh, misery. There. Wait, wait, wait. What are you? What are you saying? Giving? You're saying Georgia didn't earn it? No, oh uh, no. Nah, come on, now. You know I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying, uh, you know, it's nice to to share the load after six to give it to a uh, to a lovely college town like uh, Athens. You know, getting their first championship. And you know what? Uh, I I didn't really miss. I uh, saw it. I didn't miss not being a part of it. Was downtown Athens taken by storm? It looked like a lot of college kids out enjoying themselves around town uh, into the wee hours. Saw a lot of people, a long line of people, re- uh, you know, ringing the chapel bell and uh, hanging from the arch and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, it seems like everybody was pretty safe. Excuse me, except for uh, stealing some barrels from the uh the police department but uh everything seemed to go pretty well in celebration uh mode until the wee hours of tuesday morning how much one of those barrels cost because i did see the uh, athens clark uh, police department i guess it was or yeah. or is that no uh, questions asked they just want them back how, how much do they go for are they are they probably expensive i, I guess know. i've never priced one Ryan, I, I know, you know, as I mentioned, this is a national championship podcast now. Is that why there are all these fans out in the hallway? Uh, yeah, can we hear them? I think they're coming through the, uh, yeah, people lined what, what, up. What were they doing out there? Uh, yeah, buying the commemorative, uh, so to speak, issue of the Athens Banner Herald. By the way, hey, if you're listening, uh, it's uh, midday on, on, on Wednesday. We have sold out. We, uh, you know, everybody was hungry for some, some copies of this uh, edition of the Athens Banner Herald, the uh, celebratory edition of it. But hey. We are getting a, uh, I think the actual term is boatload of copies of it tomorrow. So, hey, if you're listening to the podcast either late on Wednesday, early Thursday, come on by the uh, Banner Herald uh, on Thursday and, and get a, an edition of that. And we'll have more copies um, of the uh, 
what are we calling it? I guess it's a, it's a commemorative issue on Saturday. It's, it's going to be like our normal game day section, uh, but it'll be a celebratory type of uh, uh, edition of the Athens Banner Herald as well. So uh, pick those up that day and uh, hang it from your wall. You know, what would you do? Do you, you know, as a kid or anything, uh, any uh, Baltimore Orioles or stuff like that hanging from the uh, hanging from your walls or anything, uh, you know, celebrating any any championships of any kind? I do have some old newspapers. Um, I don't really remember if they're sports. It's usually like uh, you know, maybe a, a new president. Uh, pr- probably yeah. some, probably some uh, sports ones. Um, you know, I think my I think my mom. Uh, I don't know if she ever threw out some of those you know, keepsake newspapers, but yeah. she, she did throw away a good baseball card collection. I oh think. no! You know, my dad still has, and it's not the actual newspaper, but it's uh, one that. Uh, you know the uh, Athens, the, uh, the Atlanta paper uh, printed out after the World Series in 1995. Has been hanging in uh, what he calls his bonus room for for years and years. And uh, you know uh, it's always good to you know look back on that and think about those memories. And uh, you know when uh, when I get my hands on one of our papers, man, I'm I'm gonna frame it, hang it up, and uh, look at you know our bylines on that forever and ever. And uh, hopefully a lot of other people will see that too. But man, uh, what an atmosphere the other day in Indy, huh? Certainly was. Uh, we can talk about that, but I want to ask you. I mean, do you think it will be weeks, months uh, before it wears off, and, and then people are like, "Well, you know, who, who are they going to start a quarterback next season?" <laughs> I think it's going to take a while for this one to wear off. I mean, everybody's going to be excited, you know, and and everybody eventually will turn the page. And I thought it was funny that Kirby, uh, in, in one of his first lines in the in the press conference the other day, was "These guys need to stay hungry." I was like, "Man, come on, enjoy this for just a few minutes, there, Kirby." But you know, I, I've I've wondered about this in the past. You know, what are Alabama fans thinking? Because uh, they show up they show up loud they want to win number seven uh, number eight number nine and uh you know i think uh, georgia fans will will relish this for a long time and uh for several months at least you know when g-day comes around i'm sure they'll pack the house again you know with the excitement that's still there but yeah once next year rolls around it'll be you know time to think about another championship can they go back to back you know what will georgia do and uh i just uh I think that question about the QB will always be around, but uh, you know, we'll, uh, they're going to they're going to enjoy this for for quite a few months uh, before they turn the page completely. Ryan, I think we need to speed through this podcast because the uh, national championship trophy. I read, or I got an email. I guess which Walmart isn't it? It's going to be at the Walmart on the east side mm-hmm. of town. I think it's today or this evening, and then I think Thursday maybe at um, uh, the one. Is there one on Beachwood or somewhere? Uh, there is a Walmart at Epps Bridge in Oconee yeah, County. Yeah, yeah. but at the east side is kind of near us. You want to go over there, uh, hug around it, and get a picture? Well, yeah. Here's here's a question I have. Um, I saw the SEC office tweeted out a picture of the national championship trophy. I, I guess they get one because they're from the conference, but how many of these trophies are floating around? Is the one at Walmart really the one that Georgia won? I've kind of wondered that too. I mean, what if Orson Charles comes back by oh, and knocks God. it over? Well, it's not crystal, right? It's uh, yeah. it's just... Uh, that can't be the one that they they, I, they had on the field, is it? I wonder that too. I mean, that would seem like a stretch. I think there's like seven of them around. And I would think that security would be high if they, if they did that. But the one that Kirby kissed uh, the other day, I mean... It, is that one even like the original one? You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, that, you yeah. know, like at Wimbledon, I guess, is that the same plate every year they hold up uh, when after they win and then they I give mean, them a replica? Or no, I, I got to think the one that he kissed and the one that they had on the field is the one that's going to be in their trophy case at Georgia. Okay. I mean, 
you, that makes sense. And I was looking. I, obviously, I hadn't flown back yet yesterday when they got off the buses at the Buttsmere. Uh-huh. There were a lot of people out there. Yeah, a lot um, of the streets. But there. I didn't see. I was looking for someone like to be. Actually, I did see. A, a, I guess from a TV footage of uh, Kirby and Mary Beth, and I don't know who else was walking first off the plane. I guess in Athens. But I didn't see anyone walking off with the championship trophy, so I don't know where that was. Maybe it was like in, with a luggage. I don't know. Maybe uh, Josh Brooks just uh, held it like a baby all the way back. Is, it, is that something he would do, or you know, I, you would think that would never leave Kirby's hands though. Seems like, like a Bryant Gantt job. He, he would be <laughs> responsible for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, how about Ron Corson, man? Give it out to him. Let him hold it for a while. He's been around the program for so long, you know, and he uh, rehabbed several guys back, including George Pickens, who uh, made one of the most incredible catches uh, in a championship game. Uh, that's ever been seen. So, what is that true? That, in my opinion, oh, yeah. you didn't think that was a good catch? Well, yeah, I mean, it was what, incredible. But in terms of uh, that's ever been seen, I need to go back and. I'll uh, go watch every it. game and be prepared for the next podcast. Um, what were the? I mean, maybe that's one of them. But I was going to ask you, what were the moments, the memories that will stand out about the actual game? Yeah. Um, you know, let alone the uh, the days leading up to it and the the aftermath. What what one or two plays, and uh, and I'll tell you about you know, kind of my take on it after you give me yours. Oh, man. Well, you know, <laughs> I think I had a, I had this gut feeling, and I'm sure a lot of the Georgia fans in attendance and watching back at home were never, never sure that that was going to, you know, go their way until the very last second. Now, the Keely Ringo interception return for a touchdown, I think that, that felt like that would do it. But you weren't 100% sure, and especially you thought that – you know, Bryce Young was going to lead Alabama down and well, I mean, the, the score, Ringo, the, get the two. The Ringo TD, it's 15 points with 54 seconds left. I know, I know. Hey, you don't come from a long line of Atlanta and Georgia sports, uh, you know, uh, what bad luck and, and, and curses and all that. So I don't think anybody was counting, you know, the championship until the final uh, buzzer. But definitely the Ringo interception, I think that's real sticking in everybody's minds forever. Uh, the catch by A.D. Mitchell – it was huge. I, 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 you know, I don't know if it got enough uh, respect or comment after the game as it, as it should have because what a heck of a catch first off, and then that gave Georgia, uh, you know, a brief lead there uh, until the wacky fumble. But um, no, 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 no. Mitchell touchdown made it nineteen eighteen. Okay, okay. So it came after that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess that that's the moment I feel like got overshadowed. Um, but, you know, what a way, I guess in that sense, what a way for, for Stetson to bounce back right, right. from that fumble and, and complete a pass like that. All right, a little bit behind the curtain here. Um, I, I mean, I, the A.D. Mitchell thing to me was the difference maker. It put yeah. Georgia ahead. They never, they never relinquished the lead. Um, and then when you get the Bowers touchdown afterwards, you know, kind of even right. to me more accentuates the Mitchell thing. Now, here's the behind the curtain thing is that we at the Banner Herald, we try to have a story that's up on the website right when the game ends. Uh, so folks can dive into it right away. It can be out there uh, in the Google land and can be found fast. Um, so, I mean, my story is basically ready to rock and roll, you know, before there's a minute left and Keely Rinko makes the interception. Um, and retrospect, that, that interception was bigger than, than I really realized, um, you know, but... By the way, good chance to plug. I got a story on that, that play. And uh, Stetson Bennett's reaction to it and Kirby Smart's leap uh, be up on our, our website in the morning. Uh, but I'm still going to go with the A.D. Mitchell thing. And I love the fact, from a kind of a symbolic standpoint, do you know what the down and distance was on that? 
Um, it was a forty-yard play. So was it? Uh, was it long? Was it second long? Third and long? Second and eighteen. Uh, okay, not quite twenty-six. Not twenty-six, but I, I thought that was kind of yeah a, a nice bookend to the second and twenty-six. In that 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 kind of puts you ahead and. Um, you know, next time an Alabama fan mentions second and 26, a Georgia uh-huh. fan can just shout back second and 18. Again, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think that'll have the same exact. It wasn't a walk off, it wasn't a walk off, no. but you know, I think again, until Keeley intercepted that pass, there was that feeling by all Georgia fans that have lived and and, and died with all these, you know, weird plays like second 26 and, and stuff like that, and uh. Just thinking, daggummit, they're going to drive down here and they're going to score and they're going to get the two points and they're going to tie this game up with 20 seconds left and we're going to go back into overtime. So when he pulled that down, it did seem like, oh my goodness, that it, it might, ha- it's going to happen, you know? And again, I don't think everybody believed it until the last second ran off the clock. Uh, and who was it? Nolan got a sack there to end it, basically. I think, you know. That's when just the tears had to come pouring. And, and speaking of tears, man, you know, you see Stetson there on the sideline, man, just weeping and crying. And, uh, you know, you think about him being a young fan going to Georgia-Florida games. And, and, and I think he said in that press conference yesterday morning that he cried when Chris Conley pulled down that catch mm-hmm, and Georgia mm-hmm, lost Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think that embodied, and as much as he wants to play off that, you know, he separated that Georgia fandom from being a player and just trying to, you know. No, he's loved this program for so long. And I think just that scene of him on the sideline was Georgia Nation collectively just living through, you know, that moment and and wanted so bad. And, and man, it was so so cool to see Stetson just – kind of just let the emotions out man that's what all the georgia nation wanted for so long and and there it was what a what a what a good moment stetson bennett four of four for 83 yards two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and after alabama took the lead uh to make it 18 to 13 uh-huh. i mean didn't it seem like georgia's and that was after the fumble the right, weird right, fumble right. yeah but didn't it seem like then you're like no, I mean, it felt they, they switched to a different. T- I mean, yeah, they, they said we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start opening it up and throwing the ball around. Well, and and I to I wouldn't I didn't agree with that. You know, you had Cook break off that long run a couple drives before. You were pounding for six yards of carry at the moment. It seemed like it didn't seem like the right time to to open up and throw. But I mean, hey, they said all year Todd Monk and Kirby that they believed in Stetson and. They didn't shy away from it down the stretch, and and he did a good job. And you know what I found funny was that fourth quarter is when Georgia seemed to lose it in the past, and it seemed like they had it lost, and they went and got it. And, you know, the handshake afterwards I, I found kind of amusing that uh, Nick Saban leaned into Kirby and said, well, you kicked our ass in the fourth quarter this time, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was a, probably just more the, the touchdown drive than it did with A.D. Mitchell because then they ended up giving it to, to Cook and White a bunch of times and then, um, you know, they got a pass interference and, and uh, then Bennett hit Bowers. Right, but, but I didn't think there was any way in the world that, you know, yeah. that being down like that and after – the wacky play, you know, I think everybody was like, why is he back throwing it? Why do they run this reverse right here? You know, why are we doing this? You've been gaining four or five yards of play that everybody thought that was going to be the, the you know, the prescribed, uh, uh, you know, pill that needed to be taken was just to keep pounding, keep pounding, and hope to take a one, two-point lead late and win it that way. But, hey, they relied on Stetson. 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a pretty game for Georgia. Um, bunch of penalties in the first half. Uh, teams were just trading field goals. It was 9-6 to six at, at halftime, Bama. Um, and then, you know, they get going there uh, with James Cook. Uh, they bring in kind of the heavy package, and Zamir White scores mm-hmm. a touchdown. Um you know, James Williams goes down injured on a terrible play to watch, and he's reportedly now has a torn ACL. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you what do you make of kind of the impact that had on the game? Well, obviously, it had an impact. I mean, uh, losing Mechie in the SEC championship had a had an impact, but it seemed to me then that Alabama actually got better after after Mechie went out. Not not saying that it, you know losing him was was a good thing for them at all, but uh, they certainly didn't miss him then. But it left them with only kind of Williams being their star guy. And, of course, him going down, hey, look, it, it had an impact definitely because, uh, you know, he had a, that play I think he got hurt on was just like that touchdown in the SEC championship where he snuck up the middle nobody covered him. And uh, then they were left with some some uh, inexperienced receivers and whatnot. But, you know, I, who knows? You never know, you know, how, uh, how things might play out. And, um uh, yeah, I, I still think Georgia wins that game, even with with uh, Jameson Williams going down. But it certainly had an impact. But uh, hey, Georgia's still national championships. You know, I, I think I saw the uh, the comparison of uh, Alabama's first title, right? No nine, Texas. Their quarterback went down. Uh, mm-hmm. Colt. Uh, Colt McCoy. Yeah, Colt McCoy. So hey, you know they're not they're not handing in their championship trophy uh, after Colt McCoy went down because of that significant injury. So uh, I don't think Georgia's going to do that either. Setson Bennett, where does he go down in Georgia football history? You know, I've seen this question and heard this question and, and thought about this question, and I mean, he's got to be he's got to be up there with you know people that that are, are going to be historically remembered for for doing you know great things. He led Georgia to a national championship. Now. Was he the reason? I don't know. I think a lot should be said about this defense. You know, he uh, – not that Peyton Manning ever won a national championship, but, you know, he he, he didn't – Stetson's is not out there, you know, making plays like, like a quarterback like that would do. Or, you know, you think about um, Jameis Winston leading Florida State in, in 2013, you know, some type of quarterback like that. Um, but that's going to be a name that is always going to be remembered. Uh, kind of for his story, his, his the way he came, you know, was the scout team star playing Baker Maker, uh, Mayfield, and then goes to junior college, then comes back, and you think, oh well, he's back as the to provide depth as a fourth string type of guy, and then I'll be dang if things don't happen, and he, you know, wins the job and and keeps the job and leads Georgia to a title, and like I said a second ago, with the way that he grew up a Georgia fan, loved the Bulldogs and stuff. I mean. It, he he's going to be remembered for all all time now you know i keep hearing statue talk nobody's gonna build a stetson statue let's be honest here and he even said yesterday i thought that was you know kind of kind of cool that he said you know that uh aaron murray was he put aaron murray ahead of him as an all-time great georgia quarterback so well you listen to the press conference on your ride home i've seen clips mm-hmm. and and uh on that 11 hour drive uh yesterday we did have espn radio on a lot so they replayed all those clips but I mean, he's uh, he's going to be a he's going to be a legend uh, for his story. I don't know if he's going to be a legend necessarily for his play on the field. All right, I'm going to give you some names here. Tell me uh, what you think: Desmond Ritter, okay. Br- Bryce Young, uh-huh. Caleb Williams. Okay. 
what am I supposed to do with that? Are they all lower than Stetson Bennett in passing efficiency this season? Uh, yeah, probably. They are. Uh huh. Yeah. No, he had a, he. That was the thing. He had a great year. I think everybody was just like, he's not going to go out there and win a game though. Stetson Bennett fourth in the uh, nation in passing efficiency. He ended with, um, Hendon Hooker, C.J. Stroud, Grayson McCall are the only ones ahead of him. Twenty nine touchdowns, seven interceptions. Not a bad, not a bad yeah. season. Now we don't know what, what Stetson Bennett's going to be doing. Uh, he was kind of, I wouldn't say coy. He just basically said, um, "I'm going to leave that to another time" type deal. It, the Georgia quarterback room is very interesting. Yes. You know, I think we've talked about this before. For now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a, there's obviously things going on behind the scenes. There's conversations with coaches, players. Uh, you know, you, you're going to see a name or two, I, I suspect, in the in the transfer portal, just because you have so many, you have five guys that are talented and all have an aspiration to play. So we'll see how it shakes out, and I'm sure that'll be a topic uh, on the next show. And and we can you know mention now that. Um, Amir Speed and Jalen Johnson are in the transfer portal. Speed tweeted about it um, last night after I went to sleep, uh-huh. but I uh, had already threw it on the player coach tracker for off season. If you want to keep tabs, and uh, Jalen Johnson got back to me today, said he yes is in the transfer portal. So um, Speed started the first three games. Jalen Johnson. I think he had a catch in the Clemson game, actually, and um, earned a scholarship last year. You know, these would be the first of, of several uh, that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, who might be next. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens everywhere. Alabama obviously went through it the day after with a lot of guys in the uh, in the transfer portal. So, I mean, it's uh, it's the nature of the beast right now with, with college football. So, yeah, I expect, uh, you know, several more to come out and, uh, you know that's just that's just how it's going to happen, and uh, uh, I think yeah the quarterback room. <laughs> you know I heard this discussed yesterday too on the radio. It's like should Stetson come back and keep the legend growing or ride off in the sunset? I I think it's time to ride off in the sunset. I think as much as Georgia fans are going to love this guy for the rest of their life, why come back and you know you know end up in a I don't know a Capital One Bowl next year or something like that, and fans not. Uh, not love you as much, so I say Capital One Bowl. I mean, this program has not gone below the New Year's Six Bowl. Did you see Clemson this year in cheese it gear? What, what? Hey, it could happen to anybody. Right, I'm just saying that it could happen to anybody. I mean, you don't have enough faith in the Bulldogs. I understand. <laughs> um, do we need to take a break, or should we just keep rolling? We don't have a guest. Let's take a quick time. break. I've got something to do real fast, and we'll come back after that. Ryan, we haven't really talked much about the defense, considering the fact that uh, Bama only scored 18 points and came after Georgia's defense was shredded. Yeah, uh, you know by Bryce Young and company. But before we do that, need you, your experience of uh, yeah. when you were doing you were in the mosh pit at the 21 Pilots concert. Please tell <laughs> please tell the listeners how you uh, did. You take off your shirt like uh, was it their drummer or their well, somebody in their band had, it was shirtless. I did not see that. They were all they were all pretty heavily clothed. Well, maybe it was early in the concert. Yeah, because we got there about halfway through, uh, and it was uh, yeah, Dane called. Now you said you sent me a text that he came on the stage and said, "Welcome Antarctica" or something like that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It did feel kind of cold out there. I think it was uh, about sixteen degrees during their concert. I know at one point he said he couldn't feel his fingers, but we didn't exactly make it down to the mosh pit. But we got fairly close, you know, and uh, you know stood near the back of the crowd, and still was pretty close. So that was fun. Uh, a lot of Georgia fans there I saw a lot of you know some Alabama fans too but 
looked like everyone was having a, a good time and being cordial with each other and uh, you know, enjoying some live music. And I'm a big 21 Pilots fan, so it was good to say that I've seen them. It was cold basically the whole time we were there. Um, I mean, the biggest issue was not just the cold. It was the wind blowing in your face, you know, 25 miles an hour along with being cold. It, yeah, know, the windshield was, was way down. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it didn't stop us from uh, venturing out. And you know what? The, uh, the championship game, they always give uh, – the media some kind of you know small bowl gifts it's you know we still wear like a hey hold on a, I, I hear people coming in still getting the paper so that hadn't died down <laughs> it's like a rose bowl uh, sweatshirt we got a sugar bowl sweatshirt this time it was uh, kind of a a knit cap and a scarf very uh very apropos for indianapolis and which, i wore mine often i in fact it kept me warm at the at the 21 pilot show yep the the scarf came in handy for sure and we got a pin that i put on my suit too haven't used that yet. I do have that pin. Yep. Uh, look, Indianapolis does these things well. It's it's a it's a nice setup there. Uh, easy walking distance, uh, you know, to get to wh- where you need to be. If you want to go to the steakhouses, if you want to uh, you know, go to the concert area that you mentioned, um, it was an easy walk from the hotel to the game. And it's all kind of, uh, they don't call them tunnels necessarily, but there's a way to get walkways, around walkways. to get through the walkways. So like from the media hotel con- mm-hmm. you know, connected to the convention center, connected to... Uh, the Radisson or something like that. So you can weave your way through town uh, all by walking inside. And and by the way, you know, I had gone up to Indy a few years ago. Uh, I didn't actually make it into the downtown area, so that was kind of cool to to see how it, it felt like a felt like a big small town if you if you get my drift here. But I'd always heard about St. Elmo's. Go to St. Elmo's, get the shrimp cocktail. I didn't make it there, but did you have a halftime shrimp the other day? They they had shrimp cocktail at halftime of the game. And I got some. Did you? Saw it. Not a shrimp guy, so I didn't eat it. Well, here's the thing. The cocktail sauce is like horseradish, mm-hmm. and I did not know that. So my first shrimp, I loaded it down with some cocktail sauce, and I started crying. I thought you were just getting emotional about the uh, Georgia National <laughs> Championship. could have been that, that too. <laughs> All right, four sacks for the Bulldogs from zero the first time around against Alabama. Channing Tindall, uh, who also had eight tackles total. Hey, I wanted to talk about that sack no, by Channing Tindall. Nolan Smith, Trayvon Walker, and Robert Beal. You know, that sack came after he missed an assignment or something, or he, he pretty much set a, set a pick on N'Kobe covering the tight end, and N'Kobe lit into him right there. And uh, the next play, Channing got the sack, and N'Kobe came over and you know gave him some love. So that was, that was cool to see by two linebacker teammates there. I have yet to uh, watch the um, the replay yet because I flew back uh, yesterday and uh, wrote a story this morning. Came here to podcast, so you know I can break down the game a little bit more when I when I get a chance to kind of review it. Um, you know, watching the game live, you know, through the binoculars as I want to do, uh, and, and watching some of the replays after some big plays. Um, and, and I made it. I mean, they definitely got to the quarterback better. They pressured uh, more successfully. Maybe they won their their battles, but. Some of the time it seemed like they were still doing it with like a four-man rush and, and they were just winning. Um, so, uh, you know, it certainly helps, I think, that, that you didn't have John Mechie. And then, yep. uh, you know, when, when Williams got injured, that, uh, you know, also, uh, you know, made things uh, more manageable for Georgia, obviously. But, um, you know, pretty much what you expect from this defense, they, they performed at the level um, – you know, Brian Robinson ended up with uh, 3.1 yards a carry, 22 rushes for 68 yards. I think you'll take that if you're Georgia. Absolutely. And I think, you know, they obviously had to make adjustments after that last game where 
Alabama clearly found the the weak point in Georgia's uh, very strong defense, and that was, you know, picking on uh, some defensive backs, maybe a William Poole or a Christopher Smith, who both played very well the other night. And then, you know, the the, the thing was, Keeley was actually the one getting picked on a good bit early in the game. And then, uh, of course, came up with uh, the big play there at the end. So, yeah, I think uh, I think Georgia, you know, came in with a little bit of a different game plan. I think Alabama tried to counter that game plan, uh, and then yeah, ran out a couple of their big time weapons. But uh, Georgia definitely uh, definitely had a, had a good plan with their front four. And then a couple of plays I saw looked like not really spies, but they you know they they had a Channing Tindall with his electric speed waiting for Bryce Young if he ever got out of the pocket and then he just took off after him. And that was the case with that sack there. All right, got an over-under question for you. Over. Kirby t- Kirby Smart, national titles at Georgia. Uh-huh. He, has, he has one now. It took him six years to do it. The number I'm giving you is four. Holy moly. He is 46 years old. Yeah. and, and Kirby, uh, Nick Saban is 70. Uh-huh. He has six at Alabama and seven total now he's been at alabama i believe for 15 years yeah uh how many you know kirby can be here more than 15 obviously he's been here six so do the math uh four is the number uh over under well i mean i think all of georgia nation would take four in a heartbeat um you know i i was thinking about this too on my long ride home now the reason i came up with four Uh is because look it took it took six years but this thing, the recruiting uh, that they've done. Well, you feel like getting over that mountaintop. I right, mean, you had to right. topple that Alabama right. mind, uh, right. you know, uh, mindset right. to, uh, to to get over right. that. I think stop it's filibuster. A, give give us an answer. I was trying to, and you cut me off. Uh, <laughs> I say, you know, I, I I'll go for over four. I really think he's got this thing rolling. You're you're right. They're recruiting at a high level. Saban should be done in a few years. You would think. You know, can Kirby pick off another one before Saban retires? Probably. Then where does that leave things after after Saban's gone? I, and and I don't think Kirby's going anywhere. I mean, this is the place. It's not like you you take a step up and, and move on from, from the University of Georgia, what, especially when you're an alma mater and when it's your alma mater. What if Saban um, lives to be as old as Charlie Trippy? Uh, well, if he can uh, blow out the candles like Charlie at 100, then yeah, he might be coaching into his 90s. But... Uh, I mean, I think the point you raised with Kirby about that you think he's going to be here forever, basically. I mean, I think it makes sense. There's no reason to leave except for the fact that, you know, I think anybody naturally would would think, well, I'm doing well here. Can I go to the NFL? Can I do it? Can I do it in the NFL? Yeah, that always seems to be a failure. (laughs) <laughs> Not even Nick Saban. Can hey, make Jim it. Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh almost won a. a Super I mean, Bowl. Pete Carroll. He's an exception, right? Yeah. Uh, though he went NFL, college NFL, didn't he? Right. 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 Um, I'm, this is kind of a cop out, but I, I go with the word push. Uh, four is a push, right? So you you don't win you it or lose it. You should have put a hook on that. Come on. I think that that's a that's a reasonable number to to, to think at. You know. And I think. I and think, then Phil, how many masters? Uh, how many uh, majors does Phil Mickelson have? Or yeah. Then he win his seventh this year. Is it that many? All right. Yeah, but no U.S. Opens. How many Masters does he have? Three. He has three. Okay. Uh, right. Four, six, and ten, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, see how that thing plays out. We'll, we'll get an answer on that in about twenty years when we do our podcast. Though. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll circle back around, make a note. Um, there's a parade going to be happening in Athens, Georgia. 
93 K Day is a day I, I think of when I think of uh, a free event that br brought a lot of people out. I don't know if there's going to be that many. It could be more. My parents are talking about coming. I'm like, y'all sure, guys? Mom did snag a hotel room, though. So. Well, don't you need to also... Um, you need to get your ticket like online. Well, see, that's the thing. You have to be a. Is she a, is she a season ticket holder? No, no, no. So yeah, season ticket holder or student, right? Is that? How well, it? you don't need a ticket if you're just going to the parade. If you're not going in the that's stadium. That's what I said. I said, well, y'all can stand along Lumpkin, you know, there yeah. and, and wave at some folks. Well, maybe they will. Yeah. They're also concerned that the ice and snow moving in on Sunday. Yeah. Um, who on the Georgia team? Can any of them kind of show their true colors if they are, if it is their true colors? Can anyone pull kind of a Tom Brady or uh, Alexander Ovechkin and really enjoy the parade? And uh, I don't know, with the race well, parade, was there anybody that was kind of over the top? Well, yeah, uh, Tyler Matzik almost got arrested. Remember that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Stetson Bennett, if you can push, can you push down that championship trophy and pour beer in there? I'd see Stetson doing it. I think that might also signal that Stetson won't be back next year if he's <laughs> pouring beers out of the national championship trophy. <laughs> Trophy. I, well, it, that'll probably be frowned upon on campus. So I don't even. Do I'd have to look at the trophy again. I, I don't. Is it? It's not really uh, kind yeah. of designed to do anything. I don't anything. think it's like made to be a cup, no, or a beer mug. All right. Well, um, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but we, we of course will have coverage of the parade and the festivities. That's what we need to find out. Like, can can fans along the street there throw beers up like they did uh, to to the uh, pros? If only David Andrews <laughs> and Ben Jones were on the team. What still? about the guy down at Georgia Southern? He'd catch it and, uh, and chug it. Do, don't haven't we seen both those guys, David Andrews and Ben Jones, kind of shotgunning beers at, at uh, like games? Uh, you know, have you ever seen them two in the same room? I'm kind of. They might be the same guy, to be honest with you. Um, speaking of kind of celebrations, I did swing by the Georgia team hotel at like three fifteen in the morning after the game. You know, my point, my thinking was, uh, I want to see what this looks like because I I wouldn't on the, I wouldn't cover this team in nineteen eighty and right. uh, I couldn't get in. They they had a, a sign at the door basically saying if you're not um, if you are not staying at the hotel that you you couldn't kind of go in there. So I kind of honored that and stayed outside, talked to a couple of people. Now, there was a guy out there. He said, I told, he said, what are you up to? And I told him, and he said, well, he's like, I'll give you my uh, my room key. You can just go in there and tell him you're staying there. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Wow. Uh, man. Yeah, you could have really gotten deep. Uh, you could have heard I saw, I saw some, You could have heard Stetson partying. I saw some videos of, uh, you know, some um, activities you would expect in there. And uh, it's probably a pretty wild scene. Do we need to debate uh, Stetson uh, being asleep on Good Morning America? Or I mean, I did saw he the, get sleep? I, did he? Uh, I saw Stetson an hour later in person um, at the press conference. And um, I mean, I didn't. You know, he, he. I think like all of us, I mean, I had two and a half hours, yeah. two hours and 45 minutes of sleep. That's about where I was, too. So, you know, I wouldn't want to be in front of a microphone for 20 minutes, half hour <laughs> after that. Um, I don't know if we need to speculate. The underclass deadline for the NFL is this Monday because Georgia played the last game, so there's little window. Um, I mean, I would say that... You know, the Kobe. Most guys. I'm not, I wouldn't need to, really need to mention. No the speculation. Names. No, I mean most guys are going to the NFL if they're if they have a, a shot. I mean, you know, Jordan Davis, of course, set the bar, and, and Jamari Sawyer came back. You know, but I think those guys are more more the exceptions. I mean, I think Nolan Smith could choose to do the same because, you know, I don't think he put up the numbers, and I don't know, you know, if, if he has the film to to go where he wants to go. So yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think there'll be more intrigue about some guys that go into the portal that, that you're wondering if they'll stay or they'll go. Right. Um, 
you know, I'm I'm sorry. I, I would, you know, I'm confused at where people sit with COVID comebacks. Obviously, Stetson can come back, uh, you know, because of COVID. I mean, uh, that that's always kind of it, it has confused me the past two years. I did see a, a tweet or it was a uh, Instagram post by uh, James Cook. Obviously, he's a senior, so he's gone. But he thanked the uh, Georgia crowd or the fans, you know, for for their support over these years. And uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see. You know what the uh, the the feel is for how he'll do at the next level, James Cook. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I don't know how exactly to to treat those things. I mean, James Cook already accepted an invitation to the Senior Bowl. I think he told us that was his last game at Sanford Stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine if you want to go ahead and, and thank the fans for your time there, but I mean, it's not really news. Yeah, um, a guy like him. I'm trying to think who would be news like. You know, Stetson Bennett announces that he's going into the NFL. That will be news because he's a guy that you have more. He hasn't declared his intention at this point. Right. But, um, no, I, I think Cook definitely can can be uh, an NFL guy that sticks around. And, and those position, you know, running backs, you see Todd Gurley's been out of the league now for a year, right? I mean, yeah. um, James Cook's not going get, to get as many carries as Todd Gurley did. He's going to be more of a situational guy and, and a guy that they can – Use in, in the uh, throw game, the pass game, and uh, look, he's made he made a heck of a lot of big plays down the stretch for Georgia this season. Did he not? I mean, that big run. That I mean, think about the think about the Orange Bowl touchdown. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what a game the Tennessee game. I mean, he uh, that was his best game as a Georgia Bulldog, most likely. But yeah, the the Orange Bowl was big, and that run. I mean, really opened things up the other day for Georgia. I think it gave them a little hope, you look, know, a little confidence. Georgia just won the national championship game. I saw that with 140 rushing oh. yards. Um, you know, you think that, you know, for all the talk that, that Georgia likes to play man ball and all that, I mean, yeah. you know, that wasn't necessarily the case until they, they, you know, they were able to kind of wear them down a little bit in the second half and, and really get going on the ground. Yeah. Um, but um, let's see. I got a couple more things I wanted to talk about. Hey, it was good to see not only Vince Dooley on the field. I know he had a, a, a you know a minor bout with COVID the week before, uh, where where I was told it was kind of they characterized it as uh, more of like uh, a cold type deal. Um, so he was able to be there, but it was also good to see Mark Rick in in person at the game. Um, I saw him at a tailgate before. I didn't see him personally, but somebody posted a yeah, video. Yeah, there was a him. photo tweet, um, that tweeted out with him and uh, one of the, one of his former. It was players. it looked like an event, a tailgate hosted by the city, mm-hmm. but he was there DJing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. was DJing. He was uh well. He was up where the DJ was and was uh, curious. It wasn't like he was, uh, throw your hands in the air if you're Mark Rick, you know. Mm. So, All right. Uh, before we go, national championship game, I looked this up uh, when I was writing my story yesterday. Los Angeles, California, SoFi Stadium. Uh, you know, Matthew Stafford could be on the sideline if George is there. Um, anybody on the on the Chargers uh, from Georgia? Uh, not like yeah, the tight end, the transfer from Florida State. Any, uh, McKinney. Uh, 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 yeah, I know you're talking about <laughs> Trey McKinney. Trey McKinney. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, so look, uh, we went to L.A. for the Rose Bowl. Went to Pasadena. Uh, I'd be up for that. The reason I bring that up, the odds are are out. 
that I saw yesterday. Georgia was top with Bama in one of the uh, odds makers and third in another deals. Game. Another, they were also third in one of the early top twenty fives. Maybe that's a little, yeah. You know, when Georgia, like, uh, you know, let's say they lose the Sugar Bowl or, or even win the Sugar Bowl, I'm writing stories then about, you know, wh- where the projections are. Georgia just won the national championship. I mean, every year I think you're going to be penciling them in as a playoff contender, especially in, in this four-team deal, or, or not especially in the four-team, but once it gets expanded. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Georgia does what Georgia does now under Kirby Smart. And uh, the first national championship game, as we mentioned, celebrated Saturday and uh, will be a fun day. Even there's a basketball game that night, Ryan. Do you know that? Here? Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That uh, you think most of those fans will stay around for? <laughs> you think they timed it so people could go from one to the other? Uh, I don't know. Uh Hey, I, I will say that probably be the first time that people tailgate before. Hey, <laughs> the, the, this parade uh, and event, like who? There's got to be some surprise musical guest or something, don't you think? You would, you would think so. I mean, is Quavo the too obvious of an option that he would perform, or, or the Migos uh, would perform? Or how about bring back the guy from uh, the rapper Ludacris? Bring him back. Yeah, I mean, there's some. Uh, there's a lot of country stars that are hey, fans, but Kirby, do they get the crowd going? Kirby, what was the uh, jam band that Kirby made a reference to the other day? Wanting widespread panic. Yeah, widespread it? panic. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they can they can come come by. Yeah, that's not gonna get the <laughs> that's not gonna get the uh, the people going. All right, uh, we will be back next week. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of bulldog news. Uh, we'll, we'll recap the parade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hadn't said that for a while. Uh, and uh, we'll probably have some NFL decorations, uh, transfers, uh, maybe. Maybe there'll be uh, some movement on the coaching staff as is uh, kind yeah, of a, a commonplace deal. Yeah. But everyone, uh, you know what? I'm sure the the game will be replayed uh, ad nauseum on uh, SEC Network. So if you uh, haven't already seen it five times, go enjoy it again. There's a Spanish language replay I saw on... Uh, I saw the Ringo return. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, yeah. Very loudly. Intercepcione. <laughs> No, it was like he had already gotten down to like the 25 or, or 30 yard line of, of Alabama. And then that was the first time I heard him say, Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right, everyone. See you later. Take care.